great song. It's entitled Gold. That's a great tune. God's faithful, isn't he not? Amen. Hope you're having a great week and uh, all this rain we've been having, but God knows what we need and uh, he's faithful and I'm thankful that he's keeping us safe and keeping us healthy uh, here in Gastaway and the, the, uh, the governor uh, the other day was talking about daycares and how daycares uh, are going to reopen. Well, the We Care Daycare in Gasaway have been open through the whole time uh, as an essential daycare so we can take care of the essential employees. And so one thing that he, he did say the other day that uh, I didn't like very much um, is that he said that he wants to open up the daycares, which I'm glad for, but he says, I want to test all the employees. And I'm not much about having something stuck up my nose as many times as I've broke it. Uh, but uh, if that's one of, the, one of the things that we have to do just to be able to help our community, um, shove on. Why not? So anyway, um, it's time to get caught up is the title of the message today. It's titled, It's Time to Get Caught Up. This is going to be a two-part message next week. I thought that I was going to be able to do it this week in this sermon, but, I, but the Lord took it a totally different direction from what I originally had thought. So um, next week will be on the rapture of the church and how far out that we possibly could be and things to look for. But, but this, is, this message here is about it's time to get caught up. You need to get caught up on what's going on because you're going to have to make some decisions coming up in your life that, that uh, you're going to have to make some decisions. And so you want to know everything that's going on because there's a smoking mirror in this world many, many times. We think that there's something that is good, but yet we're not for sure. And, and I don't know if uh, you may shut me down on this thing, but I'm not sure about this, about this um, vaccine that they're working on for the coronavirus. Um, uh, and let me tell you why, because it's not been tested long enough and so I don't want something that's going inside of me that hasn't been tested but if you understand the federal government and let me be honest with you today they are testing many 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 things on the church right now and let me tell you one of the things and you're saying well why are they testing it on the church well the federal government knows now that they can shut us down if they want to the federal government knows that they can do that. Even though it's against the Constitution, they say, hmm, we can do something. Uh, and I'm talking about tucking it in their pocket and using it later on. Let me give you another example of something. Heard this on the news last night, WSAZ. The very seldom ever watched WSAZ, but uh, they were doing something on Channel 8. <laughs> and I was, watching, I was watching this. They're coming out. They're trying to develop an app on our phone to be able to track us to where we have a temperature or not. Then, not only that, they're trying to track us that if there are people that are around us that, that have a temperature or have the coronavirus, then they can get a hold of us to make sure that we are quarantined for that 14 days using our cell phones. Does any of this sound familiar of the book of Revelations on things that is to come? I'm not saying, and I don't believe that this is the mark of the beast, but it's leading towards the mark of the beast. And so we are seeing things come alive right in front of us. And there's probably a lot of people say, oh, I, I, that ain't what they're after. Uh-huh, you watch, you watch, because let me tell you something. And, and I'm not big, I'm not big on the church. See, a lot of these churches, 
are taking money from the federal government, this $10,000, you know, to be able to keep payroll done and all that kind of stuff. I elected not to, to, to take any federal money from, for the Pulse Church. We don't need it, number one. But number two, I don't want to be in cahoots with the federal government as much as possible. So uh, I know this is going out online and Facebook can shut it down if they want to. But let me tell you something. I have the freedom to speak. And that's what the Bible says. Amen? You're saying, I can't believe my pastor's talking about stuff like you. You wait till this message. Here we go. It's time to get caught up. It's time to know what's going on. So let me define caught up in the moment. You ever heard people say they were caught up in the moment? My dad used to be a, um, a, a baseball umpire, and I've seen him call games, and I've seen people get thrown out of games. Very few people did he ever throw out, but I've seen him, him say, now, you, you, need to, you need to calm down, because people get caught up in the moment of things. Players, especially in sports, they get caught up in that moment, and this means to be sidetracked or, or taken away because of some specific event to be involved in an activity. So, we have to be careful that we are not sidetracked tracked from what the enemy is going to try to do over these next several years because we have to get ready for revival we have to get ready to get people saved healed and delivered now the word caught up in the moment also means for it to consume you for it to consume you in this day and time that we live in you must be careful not to allow yourself to be driven by your emotions. Some of you have let, have, have let your emotions drive you like a yo-yo. So let, let me ask you something. How many people that are watching today went to the grocery store and bought it out? You went and bought toilet paper and paper towels and food and all kinds of stuff for your refrigerator that's still there. Let me ask you a question. Why did you do that? Why did you do that? Did the Holy Spirit tell you to do it? Did the, did the Holy Spirit tell you that you was about to have diarrhea for six months? And you needed that much toilet paper? I mean, come on now. Did the Holy Spirit tell you that you needed that much, you was going to do that much wiping? Come on now. Get real with me. Did the Holy Spirit tell you to buy 12 pounds of beef because you were going to need it? No. You bought it on impulse. You bought it on your emotion. Who told you to go out and buy all that toilet paper and all those paper towels? You saw somebody else do it. My God, the church is in trouble. 
If we think that the coronavirus has shaken the world today to make the Christian world to go out and buy enough toilet paper for 12 stomach viruses and diarrhea for a year, then what are we going to do when something bad happens? You've got to listen to the Holy Spirit. You'd have a lot more money in your checking account if you wouldn't have went and bought all that stuff. Now you don't know what to do with it. Well, I just thought. That's the problem you thought. What about your faith? Do you ever know what's going on in the world today? Say, yeah, we're fighting one of them coronaviruses. Look at your 12-year-old Clorox box. The coronavirus is listed on your Clorox box. It's nothing new. A, a fellow told my dad not long ago, he said, I've been fighting the coronavirus in my cattle for the last three years. Really? Have we really been listening to my preaching? I, I've been preaching to you on what to expect during the end times and how we need to get ready because I, I'm not being critical, but some of you have been saved for a long time that are watching today and you don't have a clue what is going on in the world. I'm telling you, get ready. Because the new normal is about to take place. If you remember, and I've referenced this sermon several times, I encourage you to go to our podcast, the Pulse Podcast, and listen to this three-part message called The Other Set of Eyes. We need to stop looking through our physical eyes and start looking through our spiritual eyes to see what is going on. The protocol that you're starting to see the things that you're starting to see take place within this world are only, are only a, a prerequisite to what is going to take place. Let me tell you something. What if the coronavirus, uh, what if this thing has a vaccine? But what if they say the federal government tells you and me that we have to have that shot before we get to go back to work? Because what you have to understand is that if you give the world an inch, it will take a mile. And you'll get flushed down the toilet of humanity along with your 400 rolls of toilet paper that you've stored up. What if the federal government tells us that we are going to have to have the vaccine for the coronavirus before we go to church? What if the coronavirus vaccine, the federal government says that we have to have that before you can go back to work? Does any of that make sense or sound familiar about the book of Revelations? It's only a prerequisite to what's coming. Now, you can disagree with me if you want to. Say, oh, no, the federal government is after, is after everything that, 
that, that um, you know, I need and, and, and God is going to take care of me and they're, they're all going to, everything's going to be fine. See, here's the thing. I think we forget that God knows what's really going on. And don't you think that God can lead you and God can speak to you on what to buy at the store, where to go, where to stay out of? The Holy Spirit wants to lead you and me, but if we don't listen to him and if we're driven by our emotions, then we are going to be sunk because this is only the beginning of things to come. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 14, this is in the NIV. It says, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by waves and blown here and there. Almost kind of sounds West Virginia, doesn't it? Yeah, I tell you what, tossed back and forth and here and there and blown and here and chonder. I'm telling you what, that's the way I grew up. And, and teaching by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful schemes. I'm working right now on us reopening when they tell us that we can reopen. I'm working on some ladies uh, that are going to hopefully make us masks for those who want them. Because we want people to be comfortable in their worship. Cunning and craftiness. People with deceitful schemes. Do you not know that there are deceitful schemes that are being planned for this? If you don't, and you've been saved for a long time, then that means you're an infant, that means you're a baby, and not knowing what's going on could be embarrassing for you, and you have to be careful. Do not let people in the media brainwash you. Don't believe it just because they say it. That ship that is in New York that's getting ready to leave New York is equipped for a thousand beds. And, and the governor of New York said that they needed all this huge amount of, of uh, respirators and they needed that ship and this kind of stuff. Less than a hundred people are on that ship in, that, in, that, uh, in beds right now. See, what happens is you cannot be shaken. It's like a weatherman predicting a storm. How many people, when, you, when, they, when they say there's going to be a blizzard, but in West Virginia, saying it could go this way and it could go that way. So what are we to go and do? Buy bread and milk. And salt if you need it. That's what we do, isn't it? So the poor bread guy, he ain't got no bread for a week because everybody bought it all. The milk's all gone. I don't know why in the world you think that you're going to starve to death, but as long as you got milk and bread, you're going to be fine. And then the storm goes a different direction and we get flurries. How many times has that ever happened? And that's what people are talking about. They're talking about the storm or they're talking about the coronavirus. Let me tell you something. Christians need to repent today and i tell you why. Because we are exalting the coronavirus more than we're exalting the name of Jesus. I don't care. I'm going to flat out tell it like it is. You got big decisions that you've got to make here in the not so distant future. 
Ephesians chapter 4, 20 and 24 says this. It says, but, <coughs> it says, but ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard him and have taught, been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Verse 22 says that he puts off concerning the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according to his deceitful lust, and the renewing in the spirit of his mind. Now think of that. And be renewed in the spirit of his mind. We need to renew our mind on a regular basis. Let me tell you, my wife and I go to bed with preachers on, on her phone. We listen to preaching all night. We were listen, listening to Jesse Duplantis the other night, and I don't normally wake up. Very seldom do I ever wake up uh, at all during the night, and I'm thankful that I, that I sleep like that. But one thing he said woke me right up. And I sat there and I listened to that whole message. And, and see, because your spirit is dissecting, your spirit is ingesting what you are, what you're hearing. And, and so it's important that you hear and, and that you're, you're listening to what God is saying to you through other men of God. It's important that you renew your mind. It's important that you renew your spirit and your mind. In, in verse 24 it says this, and that you... Put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. People have this problem. I was talking to some people the other day about this. They have this huge problem, and, and they say all the time, well, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. Well, I'm, a hum I'm human. I'm not perfect. I don't know where that ever started. Maybe Chris Christopherson, I'm only human. I'm just a man. Uh, I don't know where that came from. But, but let me tell you something. When you get saved and you, your name is, is washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, your spirit becomes perfect because it intertwines with his spirit. Now, I've said many times that the flesh is, is, is weak. The flesh is not holy. There's nothing holy about the flesh. Every place the Bible talks about, I hear James Ashworth in my head saying, the flesh needs to be crucified, brother. And I know the flesh needs to be crucified because we cannot let our emotions and we cannot let our flesh control who we are or our destiny. Now that's good preaching. If we're watching more of the news than reading our Bible, then be careful that you don't fail. If you are, are exhausted and you are exalting this virus more than you're exalting the name of Jesus, what is your God? Sounds to me like it's worry and fear. Put again in here, you've got big decisions to make soon. Well, I, I'm going to go ahead and take the coronavirus vaccine because it's approved, it's going to be approved by the FD, by the FDA. Well, ultimately, we know what the FDA approves 
And it has to be right, does it not? Let me give you some examples. How many of you that are watching today would drink flame retardants? Does it sound attractive? Does anybody know what a flame retardant does? It retards a flame. <laughs> It'll put out a flame. Well, no, I wouldn't drink nothing like that because that sounds to me like it's poison. Uh-huh. Would you all agree that it's poison and approved by the FDA? Well, I'd never drink something like that. If you drink Mountain Dew, then you're drinking flame retardant. Look it up. Approved by the FDA. Oh, I'm going to be, some of you all will be the first ones in line for the shot because your faith, I mean, I'm telling you, you, you've got to look at this thing. If it's approved by the FDA, it doesn't mean that it's the right thing to do because there are people today that are drinking Mountain Dew like crazy and it's poison. Flame retardant. Jet fuel. Well, I pray that God protects me when I drink it. You just flat out stupid drinking stuff like that. If it's the fact is that it's flame retardant and you're drinking it, better get your head examined. You say, well, that offends me, preacher. It should offend you. <laughs> it should offend you. Stop doing it. Let me give you something else. You ever heard of the, the word Olene? Not the song that Darley, Dolly Parton wrote, Jolene. This is called Olene. It's a fat-free, it's in fat-free fat food. Say that three times backwards. It's, it's almost like eating this, eating this kind of stuff that I'm about to explain to you that is approved by the FDA. It's, it's almost like going to McDonald's for a Big Mac and getting a Diet Coke for your drink. It's the truth. Olean is an additive that is packaged in food that is fat-free. The chemical is very toxic, but it's approved by the FDA because it... It, because it confuses the body's ability to absorb the essential vitamins that you need to have good health. The body doesn't know how to process the ingredients and the consumption of olene. And you ready for this? I can't believe I'm going to say it, but it's true. It will lead to loose bowel movements so that you can use the toilet paper that you got at home. The 400 rolls you bought. You say, man, I, it's almost like that guy that wrote the book called 
It's called 12 Steps to the Bathroom by Willie Makett. And we wonder, we wonder why we are in such the shape that we are when we go to the bathrooms. It's because of what we eat. But it's approved by the FDA, so it should be okay. Take the coronavirus vaccine. It'll be approved by the FDA. Take it. Carmel Collin is approved by the FDA. That's why I'm telling you to get caught up. You need to know this is the third and last one I'm going to give you. Carmel Collaring is in soft drinks, beer, and some packaged foods. It contains a chemical that can increase the risk of cancer in humans. And... It is approved by the FDA. Well, preacher, you got to die of something. Do you? Do you really have to die of something? How many people watching today can't wait till you get cancer? I just won something. That's what that was. It just I get those messages all the time. I don't know why. How many people can't wait till they get it? You ever heard the word of, of what the definition of insanity is? Keep doing the same thing and expect a different result? <laughs> I mean, what is it? I mean, you... you you're plumb ignorant if you, if you go and do stuff like this. Well, I, I just drink a little bit of it. So people consume this stuff. Here's, here's the thing. All these soft drinks that put weight on you, number one, but number two, can cause cancer, and, and it's documented by the FDA, but it is FDA approved. Let me tell you why. Because they're making money on people who got cancer. They're all in bed together. Do you know, not realize this? They're all in cahoots together. Well, we'll go ahead and approve this, and then we'll make money here. There are people that have that are, that are having that are in that have cancer right now. One pill, thousand bucks. That's why you need to get caught up. Know what you're eating. In James 1, 8 says, A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. A double-minded man is having a mind opposed and opposing views that are different from reality. Ephesians chapter 4, 14, I read it to you a minute ago, that we are no longer infants, tossed back and forth 
by waves being blown here and there, by every wind of teachings, and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming of things. Church, understand where we are in this world today and you will have decisions that you will have to make soon that are going to be tough decisions that could be life or death for you. So the question is, is what do you choose to believe? Are you going to change your life because of what I said? Are you going to change your life because of what I said? I, I hope so. I, I don't drink caffeine anyway. Uh, I gave that up during a fast several years ago. We did a 10-day fast and I gave up caffeine. You say, oh, I just got to have caffeine or I'm moody if I don't have caffeine. Put your flesh, for gosh sakes, into submission and quit being moody. God's people aren't supposed to be moody. Well, i got to have caffeine or I'm going to be moody. It's your flesh. Put your flesh under submission. It's true. Well, I just drink it in the morning with my coffee and, and then it gets me going through the day. It's the number, we're, we're so critical of meth and pot and all this other dr drug paraphernalia that's out there in the world today, but Christians consume the number one drug of all, and we're not critical of ourselves, and it's caffeine. Quiet in the house. But it's true. Well, I've done it for years. Well, yeah, you probably have. Got a phone call the other day. And it was from our homeowners association. And she said, John, she says, we're calling all of the neighbors from the homeowners association and we're asking you to make sure that your doors are locked at night and that your car doors are locked if you park in the driveway. Because we have had some possible break-ins in our neighborhood. And please leave your lights on. Porch lights. Well, I saw this lady at a funeral about a year ago, and she asked me, she says, why don't you leave your lights on when we ask you to? And I said, well, who's going to send me the monthly check? That's exactly what I told her. She says, the check for what? And I said, for keeping my lights on. I said, ma'am, I said, I don't know if you understand this or not. I said, but when we moved in our house... I said, we anointed our home. And I said, we anointed our home, 
And I says, and we walked around our, the premises of our home and applied the blood of Jesus over our home. And I said, ma'am, I said, do you think, I told her this in a, in a funeral service, I said, do you think that I'm worried about somebody breaking in my home? I said, absolutely not. I said, but if a criminal decides to walk up on our porch, I said, they won't see the lights from the pole. I said, what they will do is they will see the angels that stand in guard of my home. And I said, that's what they'll see. And then they'll run and go the other way. You know why? Because if you pray over yourself, if you pray over this stuff, why are you worried? It's time to put our trust in God because let me tell you something, baby. We ain't seen nothing yet. If this has rocked your world, imagine what, when something bad happens. You say, well, this is bad. Well, yes, it, it, it's a bad thing, but it's not bigger than God. Oh, I'm preaching this morning. So I encourage you to stop drinking poison today. I encourage you to give that up. And I want to also encourage you something else. How many of you all today would let a criminal, a thief, in your home? Well, I ain't let no thief in my home. There, I'll shoot him. Yeah, I ain't let no thief in my home. You're, that's what, probably what you're saying. But yet, the things that you do in your home, John 10, 10, what's the devil out to do? To destroy you, and you let him in your home every day. I, I think the church is very worldly. I think the church has an extreme amount of lack of faith, and that we are letting the world dictate us. My accountant told me the other day. He said, "If the he said if the church would would stand up and be who it's supposed to be." Then the things that wouldn't be going on today in the world. Now, you know, we're more concerned with the people that are dying from the, from the, the, uh, the coronavirus. Or, or we're concerned about people that are dying from the flu. Or dying from all this kind of stuff. How, how many abortions take place every day? What, what's, the, what's the statistic that, that Lindsay said? January 1st to April 1st this year. 10 million babies killed through abortion. And, and at that particular time, there was 40, around 46,000 people that died from the coronavirus. Hello? Where are we here? Church is asleep. God help us. We continue to hurt ourselves with addiction. And we have the power to overcome it, but, but we choose not to. I'm giving you both barrels today because let me tell you something. You got big decisions to make coming up. I'm trying to get you prepared. Congratulations, I won. Again, whatever I won.
Send it to me. We're hurting ourselves. We're letting the devil run us. We're letting demon. We're letting the de- the demonic uh, realm of things run who we are. Where does fear come from? Doesn't come from God. Why? Because He did not give us the spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit, but yet we people walk around in fear. And I'm not talking about common sense fear, but I'm talking about fear. You know, you don't stick your finger in front of a copperhead, and, and, and I mean that's that's just crazy. You know. But let me tell you something. He's not giving you the spirit of fear. But of what? Power. Love. He's given us power. You've got the power. But what you're doing is you're allowing your flesh to control you. But, but preacher, I don't, I don't know what to do. I, I've told you what to do. Spend more time with him than, than spending in worldly things. You know, some of you may have dust across your Bible that you can't see the word holy. I, I had a person one time that was healed. And this person was healed. And they were saying, thank you, Jesus. I just can't believe it. Thank you, Jesus. I believe he can protect us. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that this message, Father, will go out on YouTube and Facebook and will shake the world. That you'll use it to shake the world. And I glorify you and I thank you God for it. The souls are coming into the kingdom for your glory and honor. In Jesus name. I got a message the other day on YouTube. We have, it's kind of embarrassing. We, we have like 40, 40 some people that have, have subscribed to our YouTube channel. <clears throat> and a fella texted me and texted me and he told me he says and I give God glory but he said how much that message helped him and this guy wasn't even in the state and he ended his message he said a few other things he said it's a shame that more people don't subscribe to your channel and what we're saying If we had just a few hours to live, or if we knew that the rapture was going to take place at 1 p.m. today, which it could, nobody knows, but it could, what would we do? Bet you we wouldn't go out and eat. We'd be begging people to come into Jesus, wouldn't we? That's where we are. We're in the last, we're in the last days, church. time to get them in and I hope by God's grace that that's what our church will be able to do I told Pastor Wright the other day I sent him a text and I told him I said here's my concern 
And I said, because we're going to have this end time revival where souls are going to come into the kingdom, people are going to get healed, people are going to get set, set free. And I doubt that we have enough time to start a new convert class. You say, well, why? Because when the last person or the last hour accepts Jesus into their life, we will be out of here. And I got to be honest with you. And this may sound arrogant and it may sound selfish. I can't wait. I'm ready now. You say, but there's people to be saved, preacher. We got to save. What do you think I've been doing for the last 30 years? I've been preaching the same thing, telling people about Jesus, preaching his healing. It's up to them to get it. I tell you what. When the rapture takes place, Christy and I will not be living in our home. If you're watching on Facebook after the rapture, if you're not saved, you can have our house. Be glad to give it to you. Unfortunately, I hope we don't have to do that. Chaos has not started yet. I was in banking for 19 years. If a person's name is not on your checking account, let me give an example. Christy and I have a joint account. But let's say that I wasn't saved, but Christy was. Or let's say that Christy and I were both saved, and there was $10 million in that checking account. And let's say that one of our, one of our lost relatives didn't make the rapture. And they'll go to the bank and say, well, I don't know where they went, but we, we should be entitled to that money. Let me explain to you how this works. There is property and there is money that sits out there in checking accounts because people have died. And I know this to be sure because the kind of job that I had. Money sitting in checking accounts. Well, what the federal government did was they put a regulation out there that said that after a certain amount of time that there is unclaimed property and there is unclaimed money in checking accounts, it goes to the federal government. Imagine having a safe box that has your name on it and somebody else's name on it, which it comes with two keys. The rapture takes place. Those two keys are left, and, and brother such and such who was lost finds those two keys because he's mooching, and he's coming in trying to get everything that, that, that it nailed down. And, and so he finds those two keys. He goes to the bank, and he says, I found these keys, so I'm entitled to what's in those safe boxes. There could be $10 million in the safe box. Guess what? Because your name is not on that account, you can't get in even if you have a key. Who gets that stuff? The federal government will. Church? 
I feel a bad moon arising. And the church is dumbfounded. Father, we love you today. I'm looking forward to seeing your face. I'm thankful, Jesus, that time's short. But Lord, I want to be here as long as you want me to be. Want to help lead people to Jesus, to lead them to you, see them healed, delivered, set free, and walking in victory. Then you coming to get us. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Do you know why they dress up dead people in the casket? One of the main reasons that they do that is for when they appear to Jesus and they are resurrected, that they look good. That's the truth. It's one of the reasons. Do you know why they bury you in a casket and they put your feet towards the east? They do that. I preached many, many funerals in my day. You know why they put your feet to the east? Because unsafe funeral directors will put your feet to the east. Because the cemeteries are going to pop up like toasters, like toaster strudels inside of a toaster. And people are going to come up out of there. I don't have all the answers, but Jesus is the answer. And I thank you, Lord, and I praise you. Pray you have a great day. Please share this message with people as it posts. Here's the title of the song. Help us on the way. Have a great day. Sometimes I feel the same. It takes your breath away.